And welcome into the roundtable. Bill Priestley here with you. And the pandemic has affected, obviously, us in ways we didn't really even fathom when it possibly came to us. And obviously, freight was no exception to that. We're going to take a look at how the pandemic and the uh, current uh, economic uh, recession or freight recession has impacted uh, freight overall. Joining us, Lauren Began, uh, New Maritime Professor, as well as uh, Thomas Watson, our Enterprise Trucking expert here as well. Uh, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Lauren, I'm going to start with you. This, this discussion was basically precipitated by a post that you had uh, put up on LinkedIn uh, where we quoted, where it was quoted by the Hopping Lloyd CEO, Hobbin Jensen, the party is over, uh, that we now have to work for getting uh, cargo onto our ships uh, from here on out. I want to ask you this question because it's been burning in my mind ever since I saw this. We at Freight Waves reported middle of last year, of course, that uh, ocean volumes were going to fall off a cliff. And indeed they did. Uh, it precipitated, of course, the, the current economic situation uh, that we are in now. Uh, trucking obviously took a major hit through that as well. Why is Haba Jensen saying the party is over now as opposed to an action that precipitated this thing happened you know, almost 12 months ago? Yeah, I mean, if you follow some of the reporting here, and thanks for having me, Bill. So if you follow some of the reporting here, um, there's always going to be a lag between the contract rates and the spot rates. And so we've we've seen the spot rates come down, and that's the, the cliff that everybody was talking about. And that happened end of summer, the fall. Um, but, you know, because of some of the contracted rates, the carriers were actually still enjoying really big profits. I mean, we've even seen some reports recently saying that some of these companies, I believe Hot Bike Lloyd was one of them, are still pulling in millions, if not billions of dollars of profits. And so what was normal business shipping is that the carriers did have to fight for, for space and for um, cargo really to go on their vessels. That's what precipitated alliances to begin with, um, was that a better way to kind of combo the available cargo out there. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's right that the party's over, but I don't think that shippers should get too confident just yet. Okay. All right. Thomas, uh, trucking obviously had its own kind of reaction to this entire thing. How do you see it in terms of uh, as it saw the quote unquote bloodbath coming uh, and how it's reacted to it? Obviously, spot rates have hit the floor. Well, I think it's a uh, thank you for having me on, Bill, of course. And uh, it's real fascinating to watch because the, uh, you know, the United States imports a lot of the volumes overseas container imports also drive truckload demand. So, uh, you know, we're in a situation where as consumers were buying more, uh, you know, the narrative, of course, was that we had more volumes coming up and there just was not enough truckload supply. Uh, working for the money is such a great term because that's exactly what trucking is having to deal with right now as well. Kind of the reckoning where back before during the middle of 2021, as well as early part of 2022, you really didn't have to work very hard to make really crazy profits. You know, it didn't really allow certain responsibility and decision making for trucking carriers. And now, you know, we're seeing a similar situation with uh, normalization of rates, uh, normalization of consumer uh, demand for goods versus services. And it's opening up this whole door where uh, similar to shipping, except minus the alliances, of course, uh, this highly competitive transportation segment is going to go through uh, a correcting phase. And, you know, the contracted rates on trucking and with shipping can have some similarities in that both of them have that lag time. That's what we're hearing from trucking CEOs, you know, fourth quarter now. Just wait till you hear the first quarter Q123 results, and then we'll start probably seeing some rhetoric about hoping for a thawing out of the spring. But that's the challenge for shippers. I think it was a great point earlier brought up. If you're a shipper, 
Uh, when do you know when you're in the trough and when do you know if it's going to go back up? It's really hard to predict. Let's take a look at the three charts uh, that uh, we had to, to pull up here. The first uh, is the uh, inbound ocean shipments that have come uh, through. And you're going to also see the NTI, which is the green line, and uh, the volumes are coming through as, as the blue. Uh, the NTI is going to remain the same in the second chart, which is the import TEUs. And then... Again, the number three line, number three chart we've got is the Baltic Daily Index. And I think if you took, if you look at all these three kind of coercively, except for possibly this one, I want to come back to this one a little bit later. Uh, if you took maybe 30 or 60 day averages, you would have essentially the same curve uh, going across in that arc across, across the stream going up and then coming back down. Um, with that, Lauren, why has it stayed so consistently the same? Obviously, there are lots of other things that have gone into this, especially on the shipping side where you had Osra come through, and also you had a great migration from West Coast to East Coast, which surely must have affected rates in some way. The story here is just consumer demand. I mean, we saw consumer demand take, take a, a new wave of people didn't go out for dinner anymore because they weren't allowed out of their house. Um, and so they bought stuff. And so they were sitting around their, their, their living rooms, looking at the rug saying, Oh God, I hate this rug or, Oh, this couch sucks. And, and so all of a sudden people were buying things that otherwise were kind of periodic, maybe every five, 10, 20 years. Um, we're kind of all buying these large items at the same time, TVs. Um, you know, and so we saw this run on demand of just imports. We, and we were sitting around, you know, we, not just unnecessary, I mean, unnecessary, a couch is necessary. But, you know, we also saw like necessities. We saw toilet paper, we saw paper towels. I, I know I keep a stack of the Clorox bleach wipes throughout the COVID cycle. So, you know, so I think that the, the demand was different. And so we saw that as the demand went up, kind of the, the more intense COVID got, the more we stayed in that world. And the more that the world started to open back up, we saw people going out to dinner. And so the spending shifted from, you know, Amazon packages or Walmart or wherever you're buying from furniture stores to now going out for dinner more, you know, having some, some more of that discretionary services spending instead of just goods. And so that's why I think we see a lot of consistency across the board there. The small little changes might have been due to, you know, East Coast having more import. You know, there, there's a bunch of different things that will affect those rates. But sure. really, comparative to the demand, it just wasn't the same. Gotcha. But Thomas, let me go back to that third chart that we had pulled up there momentarily. Obviously, the first two were pretty consistent in terms of what they were saying. Uh, were you surprised by seeing the green line do what it did versus what the blue line did? Well, I mean, I think so. The NTI, we started pulling it in 2019. That's where you see the cutoff. I think it yeah. really illustrates just the point of uh, you know, trucking, you're going to see this run up and, and it does take time, just like contract rates take time to get renegotiated. Uh, you know, spot rates are such a great indicator because it's it's almost the the pulse of what's going on right now. So, uh, you know, three bouts of stimulus in the middle of COVID uh, really supercharged consumers that want to buy. And being a trucking expert, you almost have to keep your pulse on the macro economy just to get your weather forecast. Like I'm in Chattanooga right now, there's some clouds in 24 to 48 hours, we're going to potentially have rain. It's a similar kind of thing we're talking about ocean going floods as well as, uh, you know, what's coming out of China. So what surprised me most was how much of a leading indicator it is. You saw that on the, 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 the index on how prices had started drastically going up, but you're also going to see spot rates move up because shipping is not the only portion of the truckload 
uh, you know, supply chain. When we're talking about the freight industry, you know, imports and shipping is one big portion of it. But we also are seeing, you know, there's industrials. We, we still manufacture things. You see cross-border movements that may not be covered, you know, inbound, outbound from Mexico and Latin American countries. And so uh, it, it's kind of the canary in the coal mine. I think this chart just shows it the same way that when we saw this run up on uh, demand come in advance, spot rates reflected it. And we saw this downward movement. We're shifting in down gear now. Spot rates were the first to drop as well. So, you know, it, it's look at it like a weather report. When you see spot rates doing something really, really weird, you can expect other things downstream or upstream across the economy to start making some movements in the coming weeks. So I think it's a 60 to 90 day indicator, at least from spot to contract typically. So we can also expect uh, movements on contract rates following that spot. Lauren, we've got about two minutes left here. Uh, give me your sense of obviously now if the quote unquote party is over, if you will, do shippers uh, and, and carriers have different strategies now to try and, granted, not necessarily make ends meet because they're going to be making a lot of money anyway, but how are, are they going to change strategies now that the playing field is a little bit more even? You know, I think that they definitely are. So, so we're going to find out more um, coming out of the spring negotiations for contract rates what contract rates for the immediate are going to look like. But really, carriers are moving into a cost savings. Um, you know, when, when we kind of went through 2008, 2009, 2010, really leading up to the creation of alliances, which was around 2013, 2014, um, they were in a bad spot, carriers. They, they really, I mean, they were trying to make ends meet. There were some years that they were just trying to break even. Imagine that. These carriers that have enjoyed billions of dollars were trying to break even a few of those years. And we saw a couple, at least one carrier go out of business during that time. And there was a whole oh man, they're too big to fail. Well, they can fail. And, and so for a long time, we were trying to figure out what to do with these empty hand boxes that were just abandoned because they went bankrupt. Um, so I, I think that this is an, an interesting time. This is going to be one to watch. I love that that analysis with, with the weather and, and kind of predicting what's to come. Remember, 90% of everything comes by ocean shipping and 100% arguably comes by trucking. So if 90% of everything that we kind of use, consume, eat is coming through ocean shipping, I think that that's a pretty good indicator of what's maybe to be coming on the, on the grander scale, on the macro of, of the trucking industry. But, you know, I think that the shippers, it's a long-term, it's a long, long-term plan, right? It's, it's the long game here. Mm -hmm. um, keep those relationships, make sure that you're kind of staying in good graces. A, a lot of shippers feel scorned by the past few years. I mean, you know, you got to kind of move forward if you still want to keep working in this in this supply chain ecosystem. Laura, let me cut you off there because I've only got about 15 seconds left here. Thomas, uh, if the party is over for shipping, where is trucking right now? Surviving. Uh, <laughs> winter has come, and let's hope they manage to save up enough backwards cash, kind of like a squirrel stockpiling acorns. Let's hope there's something for them to have in spring because right now is the point where you want to batten down the hatches and just control costs. Gotcha. Uh, Lauren and Thomas, thanks so much for joining us on this round table. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> 